Hi friends, it's Pastor Drew Wilkerson from Bridgewater Church. Hey, thanks for stopping by this podcast. It's our prayer that as you listen, God will speak to your heart and you will feel inspired and you'll learn new things that will help you in your daily walk with God and just in life in general. So again, thanks for stopping by and thanks for listening. Well, good morning, everyone. It is great to have everyone with us online and in-house. And I'm excited about our new series. We just finished Esther, but now we're in this new series called I Love My Church. It's short but powerful. Over the next two weeks, we're going to talk about why the church is so important, not only in God's kingdom, but why is the local church so important in each of our lives? I asked a couple of friends if they would share their answers to the question, I love my church because, and these are their their insights. Brandon writes, I love my church because I'm able to listen to God's word being preached and reflect on how I can be a key to opening a door for myself, my family, and strangers. Elizabeth said, I love my church because it shows Jesus to our neighbors. Stephen writes, I love my church because it was there for us in our darkest times. And then Dan makes it simple, but he's right to the point. I love my church because they are family to me. Perhaps you're watching us online and you're thinking about the need that you have for a church home. Perhaps you're watching us and Bridgewater Church is your church home. I want to take a few minutes today and speak to all of us. My my hope and my prayer is that this message will really lay a solid foundation that empowers us to realize that the church, the local church, is still important and relevant today in all of our lives. To do that, I'm going to go over to Ephesians chapter 2. Paul the Apostle was writing to the church in Ephesus. And as Paul was writing to them, he was explaining, in fact, I actually call it revealing. Paul gives three revelations why the local church is important. Not only then, 2,000 years ago, to the Christians in Ephesus, but these are still relevant statements for us today. So let's begin with this first insight or revelation found in Ephesians 2, 1 through 3. Paul writes in his letter, As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins, and what you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. Here's the first insight. My church reminds me of God's plan. I love Bridgewater Church because every time we're together, I am reminded that God has a plan for our lives. And Paul wanted the Ephesians never to forget the most important truth that they had discovered. They needed salvation through Jesus Christ. Let me show you this. So he starts by saying, as for you. 
Paul literally was uniting everyone together in the church at Ephesus. If you weren't a Jew, you were a Gentile. And what's so interesting about the early church was the eclectic mix of people from all backgrounds that came together to unite in their love and worship of Jesus Christ. But Paul says, I want you to realize that what really levels the playing field for all of us is that before we knew Jesus Christ as our Savior, he writes, you were dead. Literally, he was saying, the most important part of who we are is the spirit within us. And he was saying, you, you were dead. Spiritually, we were all in a place like dead men, dead women walking around this earth. And, and if that isn't bad enough, he said, before we knew Christ, as our Savior, you were following the ruler of the kingdom of the air. Now, I think this is unique, what, what Paul does. He realized that many of the people in that time believed that demonic, a demonic presence surrounded the earth. They didn't understand all of the dynamics of the spiritual life that they were living. And Paul, Paul enhances this thought. Paul tags it. In fact, later in this letter, in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, Paul would write these words. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers, over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Here is what Paul is telling us. Satan is an unholy spirit who is constantly at work. He's operating to deliberately fight against the Holy Spirit of God. And Paul reminds us that anyone who is in rebellion against God is following Satan. They're following the, the ruler of the kingdom of the air. Paul did not want the, the followers of Jesus in, in Ephesus to forget that Jesus Christ had a plan for their lives and he had saved them from this life of death and sin. I like reading C.S. Lewis. Lewis wrote a fictional account of an elder demon instructing his nephew demon named Wormwood. Listen to what the elder demon writes to the younger. You will say that there are, these are very small sins, and doubtless like all young tempters, you are anxious to be able to report spectacular wickedness. But do remember the only thing that matters is the extent to which you separate the man from the enemy. It does not matter how small the sins are. Provided that their cumulative effect is to edge the man away from the light and out into the nothing. Murder is no better than cards. 
if cards can do the trick. Indeed, the safest road to hell is the gradual one, the gentle slope, soft underfoot, without sudden turnings, without milestones, without signposts. Don't miss this first revelation, please. The reason that our church is so important is that it reminds us on a weekly basis that God has a plan for our life. And without God's plan, we're lost in sin. I know a lot of people don't even believe that Satan is real today. And that's disheartening to me. Because there is a ruler that wants to bring our destruction. In fact, I'll never forget, as I was a young man, listening to a speaker, a pastor, really caught my attention in a conference when he said this, without God's grace, all we deserve is a front row seat in hell. Do you, do you see what Paul is writing? He said, we're all humans, and we're fighting with the flesh. He even writes, by nature we deserve God's wrath. But God has a plan. God has this incredible plan. And the church, the local church, is a part of that plan to remind us, to show us, to help us, to nurture us, to grow us. As followers of Christ who have been saved so that we can be transformed. It's an incredible insight. God has a plan for your life. God has a plan for my life. And that's why we need to learn to trust him. That's why the local church is so important to each of us. Which brings us to the next revelation. In Ephesians chapter 2, 4 through 7, Paul goes on to write these words. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace that you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. Oh, I love these verses because they give us this second revelation my church teaches me about god's love can you imagine if we would have been left in sin destruction with no hope but to follow satan this ruler of the kingdom of the air but i want you to grab the, the phrases. In fact, we're pulling them out for you. Here are the phrases that Paul shares with us to remind us what Christ Jesus alone can do. We've gone from death to life. When we put our faith in Jesus as our Savior, we move from God's wrath to God's love. By nature, we were objects of destruction, but by God's grace, we become children of the living God. And it is Satan who is against us, but Jesus Christ is for us. Isn't this exciting? 
This is why the local church is so important. I think people have gotten away from the church. They've, at times, people have said, I don't really need the church. I've had people look at me and say, Pastor, I don't have to go to church to believe in God. Uh, that's true. It's true. But the local church, this second revelation, is, is key. My church teaches me about God's love. In fact, Paul gives us three verbs. He gives us three actions that empower us. He writes to the church in Ephesus, when we are together in the body of Christ, even though humans were, were spiritually dead, when we are accepting of Christ as our Savior, he literally says we're with Jesus. We're with him. We're not alone anymore. We're loved and cared for by the living God. He also goes on to say this. He says that in Christ we have been raised up. The local church teaches me that when I have put my faith and trust in Jesus Christ, I'm raised up to a new level. And specifically, here's the third part, we're enthroned with Christ in the heavenly realm. Forty days after the resurrection, Jesus ascended into heaven, and he's now at the right hand of God the Father, interceding for all of us, who put our faith and our trust in him. I love this verse, Romans 8, 34. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. Here's what's so amazing about being a part of a local church family. Week after week after week we are taught that God loves us, and we're taught that by how we interact with one another. We're taught that by how we exchange encouragement with one another. My, teach, my church teaches me about God's love because we're being prayed for one another. We, we are raised up with Christ. We unite together. Where two or three are gathered together in the name of Jesus, there he is. It's all about God's love. My mom, who passed away last fall, she used to sing this beautiful hymn to me. It went like this. Tell me the story of Jesus. Write on my heart every word. Tell me the story most precious, sweetest that ever was heard. Tell how the angels in chorus sang as they welcomed his birth. Glory to God in the highest, peace and good tidings to earth. But here was another verse that just is so vivid in my mind. She would sing, tell of the cross where they nailed him, 
writhing in anguish, anguish and pain. Tell of the grave where they laid him. Tell how he liveth again. Love in that story so tender, clearer than ever I see. Stay, let me weep while you whisper. Love paid the ransom for me. And then she would sing this chorus. Tell me the story of Jesus. Write on my heart every word. Tell me the story most precious, sweetest that ever was heard. Oh, man. The local church taught my mom about the love that only God can give through his son, Jesus Christ. And my mom taught that to me. And because of that great love that we learned in the local church, I have had the honor and the privilege of seeing life after life after life changed by the grace and the power of Jesus Christ. God created the church to tell his story over and over again, to teach anyone who is willing to believe the truth that God is real and to encourage each other never to give up because God loves us more than we could imagine. In fact, this is what Paul wrote to the Ephesians. He said that through the local church, we are taught about the love of God, the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in the kindness of Jesus Christ to us. That's love. I don't deserve it. I don't deserve the love and the, the grace and the mercy of my God. The only thing that I've ever deserved is a front row seat in hell. I, I'm a human being who, who is constantly tempted by the enemy to give in to my flesh, but God had a plan. God had a plan that I would come to know Jesus as my Savior and my Lord. And because of that, the local church has been the catalyst for me to grow in my walk. And the local church is important to you. The local church is important to each of us. And there's one more revelation that we need. It's found in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 10. For it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Here's the third revelation. My church empowers me to live out God's grace. When, when you and I discover a great restaurant, do you keep it to yourself? I find people talking to me all the time and telling me, I, over the weekend I went to this restaurant or I had this great food or you should go and try this, this place down the road. I get it. I love great food. But you know what great food really is? It's the food and the nourishment only found through Jesus Christ. And every weekend, every, every Saturday, Sunday, when, whenever the church gets together on a Wednesday in life groups through the week, every time we get together, we set the table 
And the banquet feast is God's grace and God's love and God's mercy. That's why we get together. Man, can you imagine being a beggar and needing God's grace and love? And, 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 and somebody finds that banquet table full of mercy and then they keep it to themselves. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine a beggar who needed food and another beggar found it but didn't want to share the secret? Oh, listen, I'm telling you right now, there is nothing like the grace and the power of Jesus Christ. There is nothing like sitting down in a life group with other people sharing and feasting on the love and the power and the grace of God together. And I'm here to say this to all of us today. We need the local church because God's church empowers us not just to receive God's grace, but it empowers us to live it out. Notice what, notice what the Apostle Paul said to the church at Ephesus. He goes, when you found Jesus Christ, it, it was a gift of, of faith rooted in God's grace. But, but that, that even itself was a gift. It wasn't something that we did on our own. I can't save myself. I need a Savior who saves me from me. But then once we find that, that grace, once we're given the gift of that grace and love and mercy, we can't hoard it. We've got to go and share it. In fact, the more I work for God's kingdom doesn't save me. But because I am saved and transformed, I want to go and work in God's kingdom. I want to be a part of a church that encourages me to serve, to give, to, to share my story. That's exactly what Paul writes here. Paul shares that each of us in Christ are created to do good works. These good works were created at the beginning of time for each of us if we would put our faith in God. In fact, literally, Paul writes... We're made by God in Christ to walk about in God's good works of grace. Now here's the reason. God created us to be his workmanship. Literally, in, in the Greek language, this is what Paul said. You are God's poem. You are God's masterpiece. And God has created us to be a work of art that others can see. It's not perfect. Our, our lives aren't, aren't perfect. We have struggles. We have issues. But God wants us to live out loud his grace so that others can see it. From the onset of eternity, God has shared with us his love and his grace, so that when we would come to know Christ as our Savior, we would walk about showing others 
how grateful we are for God's grace and God's mercy. A friend wrote this. Julie said, I love my church because it feels like home. Safe, inviting, and where I feel God's presence every time I am there. It's a place where I love to come to worship, fellowship with others, learn and grow in my relationship with the Lord. There is no other church for me and my family. Bridgewater Church is our home. Can I challenge you this morning? Please let me. Are you a part of a church? You can be a part of our church online. You can be a part of a, a local church. But I, I want to really ask, are you all in? Are you saying, I, I not only have received God's grace and God's mercy, but I want to walk about in that faith, sharing it with others. And that's why I love my church. This local church right here reminds me on a day-to-day -day basis that I wasn't created for myself, but that I was created for others so that I could love others like Jesus loves me. I want to pray for us, and as I do, I want you to think about this question. Why do you love your church? Let's pray together. Father, thank you, Jesus, for this incredible message. Thank you because it's a message of hope. We're not alone. And God, we're so grateful that you have empowered us to, to live out these mysteries that we've, we've understood through Jesus Christ. We don't have to be objects of God's wrath, but instead, Lord Jesus, through your great love, mercy, and grace, our lives are changed. God, that's what this really is all about. And Father, help my friends that are watching this, listening to this. Help them to realize how much they're loved and cared for and how much the church needs them. And God, help us to realize we all need the church. God, thank you for your love and your grace. And we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. I love you so much. I'm so honored to be your pastor. Would you please reach out to Pastor Liz, our online pastor right now? Would you just reach out to her and say, Pastor Liz, I love my church because. And will you fill it in? If you're watching online and you don't have a church home, would you tell Pastor Liz and, and ask her to pray for you? I, I really need a church home. And if you do have a church home and Bridgewater Church is the place that is your family, just shout it out. Hey, Bridgewater Church is my place. It's my home. It's my family. Because remember, we all need each other. I love you so much. Go this week and tell your story. Tell how God's love has transformed your life and bring hope and encouragement to someone in need. I love you. And until we see each other again, take heart and be transformed. Hey friends, thanks for listening. And if you want to be a part of our e-family, then all you have to do to join us is click the link below and you can check us out on our YouTube page. 
You can also join us on social media. And if you'd like to support the ministry, then just click the link to give. We're so grateful for all of our partners and together we can do more than we can alone. So again, thanks to all of you for listening to this podcast and also thank you for helping us reach people around the world for Jesus Christ.